0: Hi, you're listening to Celestial Wives Podcast, presented by Ashwin from India. This is the episode 11 of the Celestial Wives Podcast, and today is one of the most interesting topics, at least for Indians, is uh, expectations from an astrologer. What does a client expect from an astrologer? And I'm going to be talking with astrologer Tara all today, and welcome back, Tara. It's a pleasure having you. Thank you, Ashwin. It's great to be here. Okay, so... uh, I came across a few issues where um, clients or the seekers were quite disappointed about their astrological consultations that they had very recently. But what I found after having a bit of discussion with them is that their expectation was totally wrong or if not wrong, but it was not in line with what astrology can actually do. And uh, so that's, uh, I kind of wanted to have a chat with Uh, you on this so to to get an insights of uh, what a client can actually expect from an astrologer irrespective of uh, cultural psychological and uh, astrological background yeah
1: I well I guess we can start by by a it it will not always be the same right so I would say from the astrologer perspective the number one most important thing is to understand what you do and what you can really offer someone and and know when to Say no or to send someone somewhere else or to let them know that you can't offer what they want I know if people come to me for quote-unquote fortune telling You know, it's I mean with astrology we can we can get a feel for what energy is coming But I don't I don't fortune tell right like that's it's not why I do what I do personally So if those people come to me right away, I have that conversation and I also have um, and I'm sure we're gonna get into this as this as our talk goes on, but when it comes to the psychological side, you know, I, I don't know about you, but for me, like I'm I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, so I do astrological counseling, but I also need to know my limits around that. And so part of this is taking the time to really listen to what the person not just what they're saying, but even to, even to listen past the words and to feel what that person is really coming to you with. So that's the, that's the thing I would start with, at least, from the very beginning. If someone comes to you and says, I think I have a curse on me, and I want to know my future for the next five years, right? That gives you an idea. And it also gives you an idea if someone comes and says, you know, I don't know if I want to keep living, right? So they're astrologers. You know, we, get, we get some complicated cases sometimes right? Sometimes people don't know where else to go. But if you try to help someone, you know, there's an astrologer, Mark Jones, and he always says, do not take someone to the basement. If you can't turn the light on, you know, so we need to be really careful not to go places that we can't actually support
0: someone through. Okay, so I I think the best place to actually begin with, I'm sure we'll get back to whatever you, you spoke, and it is probably the It is probably in the checklist of what we are going to discuss today, but I think should we define astrology? Oh, define
1: astrology Yes, you go first.
0: Okay. (laughs) Because uh, because astrology is uh, as you said, astrology is not fortune-telling, or uh, let's say first what astrology is not. Uh, Astrology is not fortune-telling and astrology is not curse-lifting and uh, astrology is not uh, it's it's perfectly within the power of a human being and it's not something uh, supernatural or something like that. So, right. Okay, so now what is astrology? Astrology is pretty much the study of celestial movements and its impacts on human beings and other earthly beings. So this is the shortest version that I could come up with.
1: Yeah, and I, the only thing I would add to that is, in, in at least in my belief, it's not just the influence, it's also how uh, those... Planets and bodies uh, reflect us. So, yeah. like, you no know, you know, you know. My belief is, in some respects, like if we're talking about the moon in the sky, we also uh, we have a version of the moon in ourselves. So, what we're really talking about here is energy, and that's where I, you're totally right. It's not it's not a supernatural thing. It's just energy. We're all made of energy, and so we're. I think astrologers we 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 work with energy.
0: Yeah, precisely. That that's that's what astrologers do. Uh, astrologers take the planetary positions at the time of birth and uh, related with the transits or any other timing techniques that the particular astrology uses and they try to uh, predict or uh, zero in the events that are going to occur in life which might be near or far future.
1: Yeah. And in addition to the events, another way to look at that also is that those planets also show what's going inside the, going on inside the person. So we can say, you know, you know, you might be going, undergoing a time where you're really going to, um, maybe want to move away from how you were taught as a kid, right? And you're going to really start moving into something new, but we can, it's almost like you see that energy, like energy is kind of moving in its normal little line. And if astrology, we can see, oh, energy is going to spike up this way. Energy is going to spike down that way, which, um, yes, I don't know. I think so. It's not just, it's not just the events outside. It's also events inside.
0: Yeah, and uh, and you're already a psychologist. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, I am not, no, not by degree, just <laughs> okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. When we when we talk about uh, that something that we can do, or we can talk about something that happens within, I think that has a lot to do with psychology, even though we are not trained psychologists or. Uh, uh, we don't hold a degree as such but still i think we can do it uh, to some extent not as much as what a psychological astrology can do but still uh, getting back to the expectations part so let's say uh, uh, if a seeker i come to you and i say that i'm going to trust you totally and uh, if whatever you said doesn't happen my life is doomed <laughs> so so how do you take this kind of a This kind of an approach, as an astrologer, or how do you treat with? Would you would you take up this kind of consultation or a client who is quite pessimistic? And uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I think well, for me, I I I I oftentimes will tell people whether or not they say something like that at the beginning. I will say, um, I'm here to support you, right? Truly, I'm here to support you. So it doesn't matter so much what I say. And I think it's really important. I mean, I, I really clarify this, that it it's about me supporting you so you can make your own decisions. You should, you know, you, it, it's more important that you listen to yourself. So right away, if that, if that conversation happened, I, I, I wouldn't even go into having that reading with someone unless I could first get to a different place with them as far as their expectations uh, be, because I don't hold that kind of power, not at all, you know, and I, and I think it's important that that is. So part of the thing too, is this, this idea that somebody else has an answer, right? It is, it is more, I look at it. If I'm the astrologer and I'm meeting with you together, we're going to explore some new ideas for answers or what you might do. And that's not me doing something that's you and me being together. Right, so I think it's important to help the person coming for a reading understand that they they are part of that process. You, you know, they're not just sitting while some preacher gives them, you know, rules to go forward in their life. So that that's where I would start. Yeah, yeah. because what because what you want to do ultimately is at least I don't know about you, but for me, I I, I want to help my clients be empowered. Right, you know, I want I don't I don't want them to need me. I want them to learn to trust themselves with what they need
0: okay yes uh, i think astrologer has a lot to do with mentorship and uh, mm-hmm. fine-tuning fine-tuning the inner self of a human being it's not about what job you're getting or it's not about how much wealth you're gaining no. but it's about supporting uh, s- supporting the psychological uh depth of a particular client and uh, yeah what whatever you said is i think i can't deny because support is the biggest thing that an astrologer can do and the other interesting thing that you mentioned is being with the client or client being with, being with us so it's i think it's a union which helps the client to actually serve his purpose his yeah. serve purpose so mm-hmm. that's what an astrologer can can do and that's that's precisely what lies within the power of an astrologer as a human being because uh, quote unquote astrologer is a human being
1: yes <laughs> yeah in fact it, maybe that maybe we should start with that by saying look remember i'm just a person you know <laughs> i'm a person okay. you're a person
0: <laughs> yeah okay I, I think i think we uh, so we covered something about what is uh, an expectation of a client and uh, what can an astrologer do so i think we covered a difficult expectation uh, to start with so uh, uh, initially you mentioned about it the importance of letting a client go or referring some other astrologer if that particular uh, if you if won't be able to offer the right kind of advice or mentorship to that client so uh, what is your take have you have you ever done have you ever done that because I have done that I have actually directed people to some other astrologers because yeah uh, uh, one thing if I wouldn't have time or the other thing I wouldn't be matching the uh, Or I wouldn't be able to do something that the client was asking or something like that. So have you done that?
1: Yeah, oh, yes,
0: absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and,
1: and, and especially if um, you know, there are a lot of Astrologers out there who are also uh, You know trained licensed therapists. So if if I think someone really needs more than I can offer then I have people I can send that way. But the other thing, for example, is like, timing is not really my thing. So if somebody really wants to say, I want to know exactly exactly when I should get married or when I should do, then they, you know, then right away I know. That's not my, that's not, you know, I am an interior astrologer, meaning I like working with, um, it's not that I, it's not that I'm not interested in external events, but I really like supporting people on, their inner world because that's going to change their outer world but if they right away want answers to when things are going to happen and when to do them that somebody else is way better at that than I am okay. so so you know that's a yes yeah, so yes absolutely yes
0: okay so referring to an astrologer is like it can happen at so many scenarios not just one doesn't have time or uh, like see I do Vedic astrology Okay, so you do evolutionary astrology and someone does Western astrology or someone does yeah. Chinese astrology. But do you think it is important for us to actually let the client know what form of astrology we do?
1: Yeah, I, I think, I, I think it's, well, I don't think we have to get into a long description about you know, the technique of it, but I, like I do. I, so let's say if someone finds me on my website or they meet me at a meeting or something and they say they're interested in a reading, I do say I practice evolutionary astrology but I and then I, but I share like what I just shared a minute ago I say you know what I really enjoy supporting people to kind of empower themselves more to feel their feelings more to recognize their patterns so that's me if someone doesn't want a psychological approach they're probably not going to like me and so I think it's good so I so I think it's good right right at the beginning to be able to share that that's what I do and that way we save both of ourselves time Okay. You know? and then so yeah yeah i think it's good to it i think it's good and i also think it's good some i've also had people ask me for things that i don't that are not my specialty but they'll say hey i'd like you to do it anyway and i think as long as i say look this is not my main thing but i do have some skills around it then you're being totally honest right if they say because here's the thing when you find an astrologer that works for you it's not just their technique it's they got to speak your language you know you if the heart's got to kind of be in the same flow with you, right? So when you find that, you know, I think to me, that that's a big key piece too. So sometimes you just also can feel that you're not going to be a good match for someone.
0: Okay. So uh, do you think the, um, when a client approaches you, you can have conversations with the client? So I think, I personally think having some conversations with the client will actually help us settle a, or set up, uh, basement or an establishment of understanding what the client needs and what we actually expect from the client as informations information so uh, I think astrologers need some form of background or information about the lifestyle or, and the life of the client because mm. as as we said we are not fortune tellers or so we work with information <laughs> so uh, this is a uh, this is another basic flaw in the understanding of common people, that astrologers will be able to find what we do. We don't have yeah. the third <laughs> Yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah.
1: It's funny you say that because I, I do I actually have a lot of people come to me and they'll say, "Do you want me to tell you anything, or are you just going to tell me everything that's going on?" <laughs> and that and it's and it's I think and it's funny because like maybe I am a little excited. maybe I am a little psychic. We all are, right? But but that's not and that, that's a perfect time where I say. I'm not a fortune teller and I would love for you to share everything that's on your heart and mind right now because the whole session should be a conversation, you know, like that, that that's thats the whole, It's I'm not reading a chart, I'm having a session with a person and we're just using the chart and that's where I think we get lost. People come and they expect that somehow we're going to look, look at this chart and then we're going to tell them all the answers to everything and know everything about them. And the thing is the chart, the chart is not the person. And I, and I tell, I tell people that a lot. You, you, you are not your chart. It's, I mean, how would I give a reading to a chart? I wouldn't know how you're living your life. So yes, let me know. Are you having issues with your job? Is it with your daughter? Is it with your, you know, is it your love life? Whatever it is, because this idea that, you know, that us, that we as astrologers are going to be like, you know, I already know everything. I mean, in some ways that's like, um, maybe what we expect in the movies, you know?
0: Okay, yeah. I think that's quite cinematic because... uh, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, so uh, yes, the point is like, we need to uh, explore the planetary positions and bring out the inner self of what the client is actually capable of. This is what an astrologer can do best Irrespective of the form of astrology that the particular astrologer is practicing, I think uh, every astrologer has a sleeping psychologist within them that actually gets awakened when they do a reading. So you, you said that you are not a psychologist, but you already work with inner self and you are not really working with the timing of events, even though you can do. But you said you are not very inclined about working with the timing of the events. So we all work with the inner self and there are astrologers. See, Indian astrology is largely predictive, and uh, people tend to judge you that you are uh, you are not an expert astrologer if you if you are not able to uh, tell about that particular person, their no. life, their past, or something like that. That's how astrology has been viewed in India. I think I think it's a blemish uh, which which has been. Uh, here for a long time, and there are astrologers who are trying to break it, and uh, astrology is becoming more psychological, even though astrology is uh, naturally predictive. So, everyone wants predictions. When a client comes to us, they want predictions. So, (laughs) I said, so, a woman comes to me and says, I'm not getting married, and I'm already 25 or 26. So, that's kind of a uh, a red flag to, to both the astrologer and the client because uh, marriage does not happen because of astrology. Astrolog <laughs> astrologer cannot get you married, but but what an astrologer can do is astrology. Uh, an astrologer can actually educate you from the planetary positions and their ma- he can read the manifestations of the planet and he can probably bring out. Uh, A favorable time to get married or uh, so yeah something like that but how can an astrologer get you married that's not possible so there are people who have such expectations and I've I've seen so many people who are uh, who are actually so very worried about wealth or marriage and that is not only things that an astrologer can do, astrologer can do so many things as we spoke before
1: you know what's interesting about that? You were saying all the things that an astrologer can do and can't do in that situation. One thing that I I do with myself and with my clients is I I, I try to see if we can come up with um, a more helpful question, right? So or more so instead of this, you know, when am I going to get married? Which I get it. Like again, it's a big deal to people, but isn't it a more important question of how could I be prepared so that I have a really happy marriage, right? I mean, like there's these different questions around what am I like in relationships? What are my relationship patterns, right? And so this is where maybe an astrologer uh, can't get you married. I totally agree. But an astrologer could absolutely help you have a more fulfilling marriage that's more likely to last a long time because you can understand yourself, what you need, what you might be attracting that might not be what you really need. So these, this is this is where you this is when I say I'm an interior astrologer. I take that external. I want to get married, and I say, "Ooh, let's just talk about relationships first, because how exciting is it if you get married and it all falls apart, right? But but if you could actually, I mean, to me the magic is more in um, how I would do the marriage, how I would even approach being married. People are so fast to move to the future that they don't stop to be in the present. Yeah. So, 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 if you if you're worried about why am I not getting married or when am I going to get married, how are you doing with relationships right now? Like that's a good that's a to me that's a better question. And yeah. what you and what, and what you're doing right now, this is the idea, but this is not about psychic things at all. But people are just habitual creatures, right? In some ways, you know, we're we're just animals, so we tend to repeat the same patterns. Astrologers have tools to help them see what patterns people tend to play, and when the person. Confirms it in a session, you can now pretty much predict out because people are not likely to change their pattern. So, if we can help them change a relationship pattern, they really might be more likely to get married next year. Yeah. And so that's where I get excited about it, where I say, look, that's where, but again, this comes down to like not everyone wants that. Some people really just want the answer of when it's going to happen and how to make it happen
0: yeah and i think you said a very critical point it's about the way of asking a question because uh, relationships relationships can take different routes based upon uh, the person's ability to actually attract people so yeah venus in virgo is totally different from venus in pisces so yes. but not a client knows it but an astrologer knows so so uh, Those are the ways in which astrologer can actually help a client in terms of dealing with a particular relationship. I've seen people in Virgo with Venus in Virgo having a little bit of tough time dealing with relationships, while uh, not just marital relationship or a partnership or something like that, but the relationship with our daily colleagues or friends or family. So things might become very uh, sticky when it comes... For people, those who have Venus in burgers it's, it's high time that those people can try to work with their own ability to mingle with people. So that's what an astrologer can yeah. do. Yeah. So the, I think this is, a, this is a very decent example of helping people with Venus in Burger. I think I've done uh, to two or three people in terms of helping their relationships, not necessarily marital relationships, but still any other relationship that actually is uh, very crucial to our daily life
1: right so but, so what you just described actually can change your whole life for the better right that to me is where the juice is at more so than the one question what you described is perfect that so it, when you change your relationships that you change your whole life and then what you attract or what you're likely to attract for your romantic partner you're looking for then that's going to be different you're more open to actually probably receiving what, what might be there, you know, or else you're going to be better at choosing whatever that looks like. But I'm just saying there's something to be said about opening up those channels of energy, which is what a way I would describe what you just said about helping that person with Venus and Virgo. So that now when that's open, the flow is more likely to come in and Venus and Virgo can get caught in the little grit of stuff.
0: Yeah. So, Okay. Uh, shifting back or falling back to our earlier conversation about referring a client to other astrologers. So we were talking about an example where uh, a client says that if whatever you say doesn't happen i'm gone (laughs) so do you think that particular person needs a psychologist or a psychiatrist more than an astrologer because i think a lot has to do with the attitude of course an astrologer can work with the attitude of the people and can motivate those people to actually uh, gain more confidence or something like that but still when a person is uh, when a person is ceasing to be optimistic due to uh, some unforeseen or unfortunate scenarios or situations in their life but uh, i think is it is it fair enough to actually uh, refer them to a, to a psych, psychologist or a psychiatrist instead of an astrologer well
1: yeah that and i also have some other suggestions if if a person is, if a person needs to know what's gonna happen so badly, that's a sign of, I mean, that really is a sign of not being able to live now, you know, and, and so I would even recommend things that, are, here's what I think, somebody who needs to know answers so badly, the last thing they need is more answers, right? So, so maybe you'd be better off to go do you know, horse therapy, or work with animals, even do something that allows you to like, calm your mind down. Because to me, that sort of frantic, I need to know the answer. Yes, absolutely. A therapist could be great. So I'm agreeing with you. And I'm saying I'd have a whole lot of other suggestions. But none of my suggestions would be to do anything that sort of feeds the monster of giving more information, right? Because that's,
0: yeah, I think that makes sense. Because I I wanted to ask this question to you, which is why I actually came back to a something that we already discussed. Uh, this is very crucial actually referring someone to another astrologer I've done. For example, if you have a woman, uh, see I'm a male astrologer and when I have a woman who's seeking uh, reading from me. And I I think a, a woman astrologer can actually be more empathetic and be more open to that particular woman who's in distress or needs answering. Uh, I've done it once or twice uh in my last five or six years but so do you think that is also uh it is it is is it fine because i have done it uh, see i know i cannot help a girl more than a limit Mm -hmm. there are things that a man can actually say to a woman from uh, especially from an indian point indian mindset there are things that you can say to a woman and there are things that you cannot Mm -hmm. or there is a boundary that is set And I think a woman can actually be more empathetic to a fellow woman. So do you think that is uh, fair enough?
1: I think that I, 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 so a couple things. I don't, I don't think by nature. So I think a man can be just as empathetic as a woman, but I don't think that's, I I don't think that's really the question that we are dealing with here or the issue we're really dealing with here is that at any moment that I feel that someone that, that I'm not, able to be the most empathetic or I feel that my own conditioning or my own, my own rules somehow will prohibit me from giving someone what they need, then I think it's my ethical duty to refer that person to someone who can. So like, for example, I think perhaps you could be just as, I mean, I I hear you saying you think maybe you you can't be as empathetic as another woman. Maybe you can,
0: but... I I, I can, but, but there are... There are various situations under, or various, yeah, the issues that you can actually talk to a woman, and uh, how a woman can actually talk makes difference. I think this is my ideology or something like that, but yeah, please carry on.
1: Well, no, and so this is going to vary. It depends on where we come from, how we were raised, you know, what our background is, what our religion is, what, so this is why, this is why I'm saying it's like, here's where I totally agree with you. The client needs to be able to relate with you. They need to be able to relate to you. So I think at the very beginning, we need to feel into, am I going to be able to do that for this person? And, and no, ma- no matter what the reason why we won't be able to, whether it's because we don't have an innate capacity or whether it's because the social situation is that it's really not appropriate, I think we got, we'd have to just make that right decision. That's, at least that's what I feel like. So here's how, I, I would say it this way. Um, I have more women clients than men, but I get men as well. But if the conversation started going into an area where I didn't feel like I could, I don't know, if I didn't feel like I could truly be supportive or if I felt any sort of issue around that, where I, maybe, maybe maybe I felt like they really needed to go somewhere deeper, but I didn't really feel like it was my place to do it, then, and I thought that a man would be better Then there's a, a lot of men out there who are amazing and I, empathetic men as well. And then I would I would send them that way. Because it's weird, we don't even know, sometimes even our own, like I could say right now that, well, I don't see any reason why a man or woman couldn't do everything, but I tell you what, I was raised certain ways and certain things could come up where all of a sudden I might feel like it's not appropriate, and whether it is or isn't, isn't the point. The point is at that point, I can't serve my client, do you know what I mean? Because, I, because there, there's, a, there's a fence or there's a divide for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, as you said, it has a lot to do with cultural backgrounds and the way we are brought yeah. up and our, our surroundings and everything. So, okay, this is this can be funny and uh, this can be crucial as well. Uh, I, I know astrologers who take up the charts of the clients and form a synastry with their charts and go with the reading. So, uh, based upon like whether they can help or they cannot, this can be used in a very honest way. And... <laughs> or something like that but do you think is it uh, uh, what are your thoughts I think this might be new to so many people but I've seen at least one or two people doing this not rejecting a client or something like that but trying to uh, make out how the particular reading is going to be or what an astrologer is going to offer to the client or in some that grounds and not about rejecting a client or something like that well I don't I
1: don't I don't I don't. I don't think it's right or wrong. I'll, I'll Let me just speak personally. I don't do that.
0: Actually, there is nothing right or wrong.
1: Yeah, and I'm. Um, I notice sometimes, like if I'm if I'm reading someone, if I'm having a session with someone, sometimes I'll be like, "Wow, you know, your Mercury is the same as mine, right?" Because that's interesting to me. But here's here's the thing. I spend. I I. I'm there to support the client, so. To me, what you just described is me spending more time about how how I'm going to be important or how I'm gonna play a role for the client. That's either one side or the other side would be somehow some worry that if the charts don't line up right that I can't offer something. Here's the thing, I just don't the chart is just a tool. In the same way you said that a chart does not does not astrologer can't get you married or not get you married, the chart isn't not doing something. Right. And so even if every single thing was not lined up the way we would think it would be, that does not mean that I couldn't give an awesome session to someone. So I just, you know, for me, that for me, that that doesn't use astrology in a way that's supportive. That's just for me. So that does not mean that it doesn't work well for someone else. But I, I think my time is better spent with the person.
0: Yeah. But I also
1: but but I also operate off feeling, you know, like for me like it's a, a, a lot of like I if when I'm with someone I'm I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling into how to how things are. Much more so than I'm looking to see you know, is this matching with this or is this here or this means I can do this. Like I I guess what I'm saying is intuition is a big part of astrology as well or it's a big part of what we do. And if we lock ourselves into a chart then what about everything else that might be available? And this is true with a client too. Like, you know, if I look at a chart and say, like we're talking about Venus and Virgo, if I look at Venus and Virgo and now all of a sudden I just define their whole life based on Venus and Virgo, I'm not helping anybody.
0: So what, what do you, have you ever done this? No, 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 never. (laughs) Because as you said, I think we'll be too much inclined about what we can do or, uh, how we can do so? I've not done this, but I've heard or seen uh, someone trying this. So I thought it is crucial to actually. It's not crucial, but still, it is uh, important to discuss uh, about something which is not so common.
1: Yeah. So I know. I know there are a lot of people that talk about, for example, if um, because I have heard another. I guess, talks, people speaking of, you know, you know if, if someone else's Pluto falls in this house of your chart, then they would be a better choice versus this choice. And I'm just saying, this is an example where I, I think astrology can be dangerous. Let me just offer this, right? Astrology can be dangerous because we stop paying attention to like our natural senses and being alive and being humans. And then we all of a sudden leave ourselves to go live in this place of symbols, you know, and so I think, I think one thing that's important, at least I, it's important for me is the minute that astrology becomes my religion, it's a problem. Astrology is just a tool. Do you know what I mean by that? Like that's...
0: Yeah, diagnostic tool. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's something to help us. It's not the thing. It, astrology on its own is nothing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh summary or final thoughts? Okay, so let's say astrology is not supernatural.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a funny thing to talk about, right? Because we, I think all of us who practice astrology, we enjoy, you know, the mythological side of things. Like we enjoy like the magical side of things. Like that's, but but then we can get down to what's magic, you know? And if we think about magic in the hermetic principles types of way, magic is just, Using your thoughts and your attention to, you know, to to make things come to life, right? So, in some ways, astrology is a tool to understand what you already have going, so you can work with your energy. And I think that is in, in my mind that's one of the best things an astrologer can help you with. And so, when we're stuck in life, whether we're stuck around relationships or if, even if our health is, but is you know, if, if our well-being doesn't feel so good, we don't know what we're doing career-wise. Whenever we feel stuck, to me, it all comes back to a flow of energy. So I'm all about reopening up the flow, not about calling on some, um, you know, supernatural thing to come in. and here, here, Okay, here's the thing I would say. Like, when we're waiting on something else to save us, then we're doomed. Like it's our job to save ourselves. Really, if we want to believe in supernatural, that's us. And so if you can get back in tune with that, then you can work magic and do all kinds of things in your life. And so I think these are the things that, at least when I play around with astrology, that's what kind of gets me excited about it. I don't know. Maybe, what what do you think? How do you, how, how, I'd be curious to hear what you around the supernatural thing. What what do you tell a client when they come to you about the supernatural?
0: Okay. I I think what you said was a very beautiful closing thought. (laughs) I thought I wouldn't say anything, but still, since you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Supernatural is uh, not something that really goes or not something that I go in line with. Because I tend to, see, as you see, I tend to differ from uh, regular Vedic astrologers and I am more inclined towards the Western thought from a psychological point of view. So, uh, I tend to uh, ignore the mythological stuff in my readings and uh, I tend to avoid all those uh, like rituals or uh, uh, remedies that a usual Vedic astrologer suggests to the client because I think I have much more to offer as a person than uh, what a remedy can offer you. Okay. I think that's what uh, I think I've helped so many people psychologically. I've also failed to do so but that's not the real thing. The thing is we are humans and we are helping a fellow human. Simple. That's where I like to conclude. That that. I, I, I've given it on my website, stating that I don't use gemology, I don't do remedies, or I don't do any, anything of that sort. But I just work with the planetary positions as a guidance to help you. That's okay.
1: I like what you said. We you said you're, you're you're more help as a person. It's funny. I think I think I would say we are absolutely. We're more helpful as a person and we just use astrology that's it in fact that's it
0: yeah we all have sixth sense and astrologers too
1: <laughs> okay yeah but yeah but if you're not equally okay, but my last thing I have to say yes yeah but if, if the astrologer or astrologist forgets that she or he is a person then we have lost it because the, the, being the person the human part the experience that's that's what it's about
0: yeah sure Okay, okay, and that was a beautiful session and also hopefully an eye-opening session to so many people, at least the clients, not for astrologers, but the clients who who, who want to know what an astrologer can do or what an astrologer is capable of, I think you should certainly listen to what uh, Tara and I were discussing here. So thank you so much Tara, and uh, I think we'll, we'll be back again very soon.
1: Awesome, thank you very much.
0: Thank you.